What's up, everybody? I am Chris Douglas. And Spencer Elsperman. What's going on? And we have our special guest here, <laughs> Jenny Suzuki. I'm Jenny Jen Suzuki. Now, we like to introduce girls first, but Chivalry's not dead, and she wanted to go last, so we wanted to make sure that was nice and clear. So this is our new segment called the 1111 Podcast with Spencer. With Spencer. So that's important. So real quick, if you're like, what's 1111? Make a wish, right? No. So Jenny and I over here are numerology 11s, which means our lives are hard, very difficult. So it's a life path number that you get from breaking up your birthday. So mine is 315-1991. So you take one. I'm sorry, one. So you take... Three plus one plus five plus one plus nine plus nine plus one. And, you know, magically in my mind, I'm like, that equals 29 because I've looked it up a hundred times. But so that equals 29. So in numerology, you typically only have a single number unless you equal a number that goes up to 11. So I'm a two nine numerology 11, which is a master number two because 11 equals two. But since I hit 11, that's the highest you could be. And we're called the intuitive healers or the wounded healers. And that is so. And then Ginny has the same numerology. Yeah. So um, Chris teaches me about the numerology part of things. But as I identify as like a Christ follower, a believer, and I just see a lot of similarities and I enjoy talking with him and learning from him and we share our beliefs Mm -hmm. and um, our journeys together. And it's just really cool to see two totally different beliefs of thought come together and and chris and i have known each other for years we yeah, we, played, we, played soccer. we played soccer as kids we showed cattle together in yeah. 4-h chris and i like high school we still like i we never really hung out a lot but we, but we still did powerlifting like, yeah we were yeah, still, like, in sports. Like, yeah hey what's up like yeah was, and our know, paths like, have yeah, we, we were like split but we still had the roots and then we crossed back yeah we like, keep dna in it yeah like, we keep crossing um back over and and coming into each other's lives. So it's been really fun. Um, we've been through not the same, but really similar things. It's great. We'll, we'll definitely touch on this. Like, this is yeah. the stuff that, like, inspired this podcast as yeah. well. Like, your life is, like, similar but different. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the same perspective or same thing from a different perspective. Yeah. It's so cool. And I feel like God's brought you back into my life this time because we have the same vision. I mean, you you talk about my vision and you're speaking things that I'm not even telling you that you know and I'm just like this is crazy yeah, so and then you're like Chandler's we'll get it all yeah that, you know, yeah and we're both super passionate about health um I love functional medicine integrated medicine um anything crunchy granola hippie yeah. mm-hmm. I'm all about it um I'm a hippie. we I'm both a have the same nursing background so mm-hmm. yeah, we're cool. yeah. yeah glad that's over yeah, yeah. so and then Spencer here yeah, he is such a compliment to our dynamic in our group. Yeah, so I am a new numerology six. I'm very well balanced. I'm grounded. So these the guys, yeah, I'm the balancer of the Slice group. Here. So it's like, all right, yeah, you guys are up here. Okay, let's just tug you down a little bit. Come back a little. All right, let's make this a little bit more of a reality. You know, let's make it a reality and not just a vision. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't have, once again, I'm a little different. I don't have the nursing background like these two, uh, still have a background, like a little bit in health, uh, golf was a huge part of my life until I finally left to do what we're doing now with Chris. So, and, and it's awesome. And obviously I'm around Chris all the time. So 
I hear all about this nonstop and just try to absorb as much as I possibly can. Now, granted, with me being in the numerology six and a Virgo, it takes a little more time to yeah, comprehend what's full, it. What's your full astrology? Virgo, Virgo, Pisces? Yeah, Virgo, Virgo, Pisces. Moon sign is Pisces. So at nighttime, you know... Not, not only night, not, but not internally, time. Yeah. way deep down. Yeah, way creative. deep. Yeah, I can get creative, get a little rowdy, have a little <laughs> bit more spunk, and uh, but you know, <laughs> I like the that big word. kid. Spunk. A, yeah, you know, spunk. The yeah. big kid is the Pisces. I think. That's yeah, a good way to yeah. Play. I'm a big kid yeah. at heart. So, um, but yeah, this is going to be interesting. You know, to kind of see what you know their perspective is on things, and then kind of where my perspective is with those similar topics. Um, but I mean, Chris and I, we've gone through a lot of similar things, uh, I mean, whether it's work, relationships, family, life uh, itself, anything like that has been very, very similar. So it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. So you guys should, you guys will definitely enjoy this. <laughs> yeah, real, real quick. This is important since you're, you're Virgo, Virgo Pisces mm-hmm. so that people can understand you if they're into all that. I, I'm so metaphysical. I love it. So I'm a Pisces Capricorn Pisces, which is cool because what well, sucks too. It's very, it's very love hate relationship. So it's duality sign already within eleven numerology, which is duality numerology. So it's like there's four things that can happen to me, and then it's like Pisces are very vulnerable and creative. So now internally and with the sun, I'm creative, but I'm playing in the clouds all day. Which I mean, I'm right there with the fishing pole. But you know, I'm I'm working on it. I got some I got some grounding rocks here. You know, I know I I got my crystals working with me. But then it's like. But I'm very vulnerable, and I know this, and it's killed me a couple times. But then I have a Capricorn mask, which, you know, what I get from people a lot of the time is, oh, you're very intimidating. You know, you're kind of, what's a good word for it? I'm not prude. What's the opposite of prude? Stern? Brass. Yeah, kind of like brass mask. Like, okay, like, like my that. mask is, like, I guess really good because I'm, like, I laugh so hard when people tell me, like, you're intimidating or you come off as, like... You have a great poker face is a great way to say Which is crazy because I'm, like, the happiest guy, like, all the time. I'm just, like, sunshines and rainbows. It's, like, got shit on today twice, and I'm, like, yeah, tomorrow's going to be good. It's going to be really good, actually. I got one of these on my horoscope, so... (laughs) But it's, like... And then definitely cover, like, your signs and, I mean, how it relates to you. So I'll I'll break it down. Okay, so Chris is going to have to to talk. Um, He'll have to give you guys the info, but... I can tell you the facts, my birthday and all that. Um, I love hearing how they use the information um, as their guides. For me, my guide is the word and and what um, is in the scripture. So it's, but it's so cool to see how a lot of um, things and truths are lining up. So, yeah, yeah. For instance, we just hit Taurus today, mm-hmm. and today's Easter, which is the resurrection, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like the yeah. death of Leonard, <laughs> and then he rose again. Mm-hmm. Oh, the grass grows again. Everything's yeah. growing, and everything that you thought you were about in wintertime, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, cuts off today, which I had two things cut off as soon as I got an amethyst and onyx bracelet, mm-hmm. which is like wards away negative energy. And I'd almost say that's what I, like, completely was like, shut the door. Yeah. And it's crazy, but it's like, I hate that because I see the good in everybody. Mm -hmm. But then that, like, tears me up when they're, like, pushing it off on me. And it's like, Mm -hmm. that's, like, the most, like, uh, you know, I take accountability for everything. Mm -hmm. But when I see other people put accountability on you, it's like, mm, it's kind of like that darkness that you were talking about. And we'll cover that later. It's like, you see people in dark spots, but Mm -hmm. they don't see it. And just no matter if you compliment or really positive, it mm-hmm. comes off as like 
my perspective or my perception of you was really negative. Mm-hmm. And that's what, during that, I just say, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then I hit him with tons of kind, like, what did, what did I say? I was Tone like, of kindness. thank you for helping me grow. Yeah. This, which mm-hmm. is exactly like what it does yeah. once you look at it. And we'll get it to the healing perspective mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. But hit us with your signs. Well, the, the spiritual realm is a real thing. And, yeah. and the darkness does not like the light. And the resurrection power is huge. It, and it's so, so crazy that yeah. people who, you know, hate astrology are, like, sacrilegious. Mm. And it's like, I grew up Catholic. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say we grew up in the same yeah, Catholic church. Same Catholic church. <laughs> we confirmation, but then it was like, I saw stuff about the Catholic faith I didn't like. But I went to a liberal arts college that was Southern Baptist, which is super religious. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, went through a gospels class. Kind of was like, now I'm seeing how religion as a whole aspect, not Roman Catholic, not. Southern Baptist, but there's these common trends. Yeah. Then you go to like Buddhism, which is karma, and it all kind of goes back to do good, receive good, mm-hmm. do bad, receive bad, learn what bad feels like to know what good feels like. Mm-hmm. Once you know what good feels like, then you can see what bad feels like again, and you slowly push all that out. Right. And I follow a person, Jesus is, I mean, he's God in the flesh, and um, he's not a religion, he's a relationship, and following him and learning from him it shows me and has taught me so much. And he helps me grow. So I'm a Gemini. Gemini. My birthday is June 12th. Um, that's all about. What's your, what's your rising sign? <laughs> My, I, mm, how did I figure that out? You know your moon sign? I don't, but you, you probably co- do. You have CoStar? Did you ever download CoStar? CoStar, no. Oh, my gosh. you got to download CoStar. Chris okay. teaches me everything, and then I see how it's been congruent to my life. <laughs> rising so. sign. Well, the three wise men were astrologers, and I... To my faith, that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, super, God created it all. He can use it. Nobody brings that up. I know. And then nobody does. Here's a really fun fact, too. The research I've done, Jesus was a Pisces, and he was a hmm. carpenter. Get this. <laughs> all right, let me, I got to go. I'm <laughs> right here. So, whoo, my grandpa, who is very heavily in my life, recently passed away, and I would say a lot of the spirituality came from that, was a carpenter and built the city called Piper, which you're familiar with. Yeah. So then my uncle, who is, yeah, so Don Samuel Construction, then his son, my uncle, is also a Pisces who took over the family business and is continuing to build Piper. So here's me, a Pisces who followed my mom's path originally and became a nurse and then pretty much felt the push out, but then opened my eyes to what I really wanted to do, got into the creative work, once again, double Pisces, like Pisces are known for creative innovation. Everything we do is filming, I feel like, directly on that line. But then I'm like, all right, my two uncle, my uncle and my grandpa are both Pisces, and they were carpenters and builders. And then it was like, wait, they were in the old era when technology didn't exist at a high volume. Now we're in the tech era, and everything that I hate about healthcare, we're working on building. And now it's like, we're building it. Oh, okay, grandpa and uncle, my uncle, I always like to one-up them. It's like a Pisces thing. We like continually one-up people whether they know it or not. Yeah, and it's, we have a friend, Beaker, who's like a... It's like you live with him. Yeah, we have this guy, Beaker, who's an endless one-upper. He's a Pisces. But it's like, so then I was like, what am I building? And then it's like, maybe we're building like a really cool healthcare solution, which everything's kind of pushing towards. Even as far as we kind of get away from healthcare with some of the stuff we do, it always finds a way to like spin back into our lives mm-hmm. from a business side. And then yesterday on Facebook, I was like, all right, here's my three-year reminder because I'm going to forget about it and get too busy. Facebook reminds you of stuff and was like, cool, in three years from today when I get this reminder post, I'm going to write a book called From Bedside to Business. Uh And it's going to be about 
from a nurse's perspective of getting shit on every day, like literally and physically, to literally like caring so much about healthcare and spinning it from the business side, which is where like my Capricorn is like my business mind because Pisces suck at business. We're we're two in the clouds, but it's like Capricorns are like really good at management business. But then I'm building this and it's it's crazy. It's like the healthcare as a nurse, you're, I mean, you see the changes that need to be made, but you're stuck and yeah. you, it's your job just to go along with it. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it literally kills you. Um, there's some, I mean, being a nurse is an amazing profession, but what you guys are doing and, and yeah. I mean, we share the vision of like healthcare has got to change. Yeah. There's um, so much white space. People are making money from people being sick and dying and yeah. it's not okay. And they, they endlessly teach us primary prevention, but in the mm-hmm. hospital, if you try to prevent it, you almost get pushed out or in trouble because, mm-hmm. oh, those are dollar signs above people's heads, and now you're mm-hmm. you're saving them money, and now they're better off and less stressful. Yeah. Like, my whole thing with healthcare was it creates more stress on people financially because mm-hmm. pri- financial freedom is happiness. Yes. <laughs> as much as people hate money, once you have financial freedom yeah. – you can do whatever you want. And, and you can be the change that yeah. you want to see in the world. But you have to be selfish towards mm-hmm. yourself in order to make that happen. And it was like, I was double Pisces, way too empathetic. I soak up way too much around me that the secondary stress I saw on a kidney liver transplant floor and rehab medicine, mm. people were like, wait, what kind of floor is that? And I was like, if you saw them on the <laughs> news, I probably took care of them. And that's like yeah. the really bad stuff that we see in stories. But it's mm-hmm. like... We see the family problems, the, like, Kubler-Ross model of, like, anger, depression, acceptance, mm-hmm. so forth. You'd see people go through that, which was rewarding. Yeah. But then it's, like, all the trauma and the life shift that you're a part of helping people get through killed me. Yeah. Absolutely murdered me. Yeah. And it was – but then it was, like, that led me to but it. that was like, part of your path. Yeah, and it literally yeah. – like you said, whatever kills you, like, creates you like a new thing because you love something so much – then you find out, oh, it doesn't care for me. Mm-hmm. I have to care for myself and then care for whatever else right. I want. And that's like, I mean. Yeah, I can even, I mean, I can really touch on that. Like, I got into the golf business, just started as a pro shop guy, wanted to do nursing, didn't work out. And I worked my way up all the way to being, you know, running golf courses. And I was like, this is awesome. I love golf. I get to be here all the time. I get to play golf whenever I want. This is a pretty dope job. Mm-hmm. Until I got more involved with it. The more I got involved with it, the more I started realizing I'm getting used and abused like crazy here. And I think at one point, Chris and I figured up with the hours I was working, I was working like 80, 85 hours a week because I was the only person who could run the place and knew what the hell was going on, knew where things were at, knew how to do everything. And I was making 4 to $5 an hour. And it was just like... I loved being in the golf business so much that it took me a little. It took me a while to leave, but it was just like going along with what you said. What you love, like what you love, or like what kills you makes you stronger. Yeah, and like that was like killing me, like physically, mentally. I was drained. I couldn't really do a whole lot with like the business on the side. I got told to tread lightly by my superiors mm-hmm. because I had a business that kind of, I guess, in a way, threatened a part of their aspect because I was actually trying to include it. And they just completely shut me out because I was a 25, 26-year-old guy. And with them, it's like if the head honcho doesn't come up with the idea, then the idea never exists. Mm -hmm. And so, like, that was just something that was really tough. And that's whenever I started realizing, okay, I may love my job, 
But I have to get out. I have to get out and do something. I have to take care of myself. And then once I can take care of myself, then I can finally take care of those people. Yeah. No, fun fact on this too. So what would you like to do every single day if your leg didn't hurt? It was sunny, 72 degrees outside. Play golf. <laughs> so you would think from a perspective you would want to work in the golf industry, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's what you think. Mm-hmm. But it is not the truth. Like, everybody thinks whenever you hear, oh, I'm a golf pro or, hey, I run a golf course. Oh, so you just sit around, play golf all day, shoot the shit, drink some beer, whatever. Haha. <laughs> Wrongo. No. They, you have to do all the back-end stuff. You have to make all these people happy, all these members. You have so many obligations, tournaments, events, your staff, little yeah. cart kids. Like, it, it's ridiculous. People think, oh, it's a cake job. Yeah. Well, not when you realize all the stress that you have, and you, if you're only one a one person show doing it all, then it's very stressful. But if you have the right staff under you, oh hell, I could go play golf whenever I wanted. Yeah. But you know. but then so then how would you play golf every day? Oh, how would I do that? I would not be in the golf business. <laughs> exactly. So then you build a solution that you know from all the pains and struggles, and then people right. are like, oh my god, you have the greatest idea ever, and you're like, no, I just yeah. came home and bitched about it every yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like. Oh, my God. Then you're like, oh, wait, I hate money. We both hate money, I would Mm -hmm. say. But then it's like, I hate money, but I know I need a ton of money to help more people. Because as soon as I'm comfortable, Mm -hmm. everybody around me can become comfortable. Mm -hmm. And you can create that. But as broke guys right now building businesses with all of our money in our businesses, like we endlessly put money in our businesses, like every dollar we have because we know it's growing. Mm -hmm. But it's like we can't truly help as many people as we want to right now, which kills us. But then it also pushes us to continually grow this when people are like, that's a bad idea. It'll never grow. And then I heard something something really good on a podcast the other day. They said that if you start a business um, for money, 80% of those businesses fail. If you start a business because you see a need and you are the solution, you create your business from a I'm going to provide the solution to this problem you see with people. We're going to flourish. So you guys got to keep going because the world needs this. So we got endlessly crushed on that topic. Everyone's like, you're giving out too much free work. You guys need to start charging people. You guys need to start making money. And the whole time I'm just like, keep going, keep going, keep passing, keep passing. And people are like, you know, sometimes when you hear an echo, you're supposed to stop and address the echo. But at that point I was like, no, I've read JP Morgan quotes. Build a business based on value and it lasts forever. Base it off of money, it dies. It kills itself because mm-hmm. all you're worried about is money, not delivery. Yeah. So then, you know, and endlessly seeing that, like Warren Buffett, make money while you sleep. Mm-hmm. You'll be trying to make money for the whole life until you can make it when you sleep. You can even have money to make. Exactly. And then it's like, no, okay. So then we got into video, ironically, very quick and grew it fast because it's like, Oh, we'll do a free video for, you know, AJ Ellison was our first big video because he's got a ton of followers. <laughs> Shout out Uncle AJ. He's our man. Like, he's cool. So cool. But he's, like, really gave us the opportunity because I saw value in he needs a videographer. Yep. I need a portfolio. Mm-hmm. And it worked great. Yeah. But then, you know, he grew his life path separate from mine. He's up in Calgary now. It's still we're trying to connect, but it's not there. But then we grew to... All right, now we're doing work trade out with Hy-Vee Arena in yeah, this area. Look where you guys have your yeah, office space. Now. Yeah. Everybody was like, "Stop giving out free work," and I'm like, "No, no, no! That free job knows ten other people who will pay me a rate that I can grow." And it's like we've never overpriced anybody. We've like no. undervalued ourselves and overdelivered, mm-hmm. which is tough to do. But goddamn, it grows quick, and yeah. people catch fire of it. Which yeah. you know we're catching fire right now, and it's it's insane. Yeah, it's really awesome. 
Let's touch on your story about okay. how, like, everything kills you. Huh. And it has, like, because we, we talked about this before. Yeah. And, like, definitely touch on that, kind of like the whole boss perspective of, yeah. you know, like, intimidation. But it's really like, no, it's my path, my vision. Yeah. Well, I think I'll just start on the biggest thing, my health. This time last year, last year on Easter, I was so sick. Um, couldn't even, you know, barely visit family. Didn't make it to church laying on the couch. I was miserable. Um, and for pretty much my whole life, I've been really active and really health conscious and like trying to like eat clean, you know, all that. Yeah. And you, you kill it over <laughs> me. Like I am, I'm a fat kid on the inside. Like I got, I got, I got genetics, but I'm like, my yeah. last probably suck right now. You're going to get that Douglas belly. <laughs> the <Yeah>. Douglas belly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take care of your liver. You won't get the Douglas belly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so there's a, a verse in Scripture that's really good <laughs> that says what was meant to harm you will be used for good and for the saving of many lives. And I think it's Genesis 50, 20. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. book of growth, right? Yeah, so yeah. I think that I was super sick. I have autoimmune disease, and it... I mean, I call it a healing crisis, but before that, my body just was done. Um, I had liver dysfunction, adrenal fatigue. I mean, just whole systemic, we could get into it, but just now I was really sick and I couldn't work. Um, I mean, everything was taken from me. I was not pleasant to be around. I didn't feel good. I projected a lot of unhappiness on other people around me and that's not like me. I mean, it was, it was awful. So I'm like, you're like playing my life. Yeah. And I'm like, God, like, why would you do this to me? Like, this is horrible. And before then I knew that I wanted to work as a nurse or a nurse practitioner, but I had this different dream for my life. And as I healed and overcame this and found new information and just, I mean, did a lot of self-discovery, my life path has changed. And I mean, it goes with healthcare. It is as a nurse practitioner, I see a need in the, in the industry, but you and I really connect on like the business side of things, oh, like yeah. financial mm-hmm. freedom. And I want to be financially free and not, and work for myself one day and not a boss because I see a need. And the more wealth that you accumulate, you can put into solutions. Yeah, it's exactly. not, for me, it's not about like, oh, I want to, I mean, travel's great. Nice houses are great. Nice cars are great. Sure. Like, cool. Those things are nice, but mm-hmm. I just am really passionate. And you talk about my, as an 11, I guess we have a, say it. Philanthropist and like... That's our heart. We're like innovative entrepreneurs for the uh-huh. most part. Every 11, so here's another good fact. Common 11s are Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, Michael Jordan, G-Eazy. <laughs> uh, I mean, G-Eazy, I love G-Eazy because I, when I'm going through where I'm like almost confused or contemplating something, I literally pick one of his albums, whichever one I'm like attracted to. And I, like, don't even guess. I, I'm literally just like, eh, that's where my finger wants to go. That's where I want to go. And then it's, like, directly, like, hits me how I want it to. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, no, like, opportunities cost something. has been popping up a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, everything that we're going towards, I'm seeing different things happen in my li- life. And I'm very analytical and can find patterns quick. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like the opportunity that we're chasing and we know we're destined for it costs, like, everything I, I'm filling my two side of my numerology, which is, like, love, romance. It can't happen yet because it's going to pull me away from what I want to do because mm-hmm. now I can't be this entrepreneur. And all these people who are very entrepreneurial and, 
know, really change society, mm-hmm. it's amazing they have all these relationship problems because <laughs> you gotta, you really have to go like 80 20 with your energy. And mm-hmm. it's like Jeff Bezos just got divorced. Long time marriage, $38 billion split. And it's like, well, Amazon's growing exponentially faster than Google, mm-hmm. Facebook, yeah. Apple, anything before it. Oh, and then it's like love life shut down because Amazon's growing fat. Well, the you know the balance there, and it's yeah. I I mean, you guys see it from a numerology or and, but I just feel like when you're we talk about alignment a lot, and um, I wasn't in alignment with who my creators made me to be, and this vision that he's put in my life now, and it took um, completely disrupting my health and yeah, yeah. completely disrupting my personal life, and destroying dreams in those. Um, two avenues but then he's given me a much greater dream and a much bigger vision and I don't know all the details and of course but he's he's showing me faithfully like but I wouldn't change a thing now I mean and I know you and I were this isn't the last of hard things but we've learned (laughs) yeah (laughs) I think you said 29 was a a good year for an 11 because two plus nine we're both two nine it's like Everybody, numerology, 11, who was a 2-9, it's like mm-hmm. 29's your magical year. Mm-hmm. Oh, you hit your alignment, and it's like everything we're building, it's like next year's got to take off. Yeah, and that's cool because um, with my prayer and scripture and devotional time, like that's a lot of what you're getting, mm-hmm. you know, is what spiritually that I'm getting the same. Um, and like our vision's just, it's just really cool to see like how, I mean, God can use any any tool to speak to people, and I believe like, like he's putting... So, in, yeah. I'm glad you said this. Prayer and meditation. So you said you had a hard time meditating the other day. <laughs> Prayer is actually the same thing as meditation. It's just a different name. Mm-hmm. Because also, you know, when you do your, you know, namaste, third eye, uh-huh. oh, your hands are still doing the same. They're just down yeah. here, heart-centered or head-centered. And we're talking about channeling, too. Like yeah. Chan- when, I'm, when I feel like I'm channeling or God is speaking mm-hmm. to me, I get it a lot through written word. Like, I have a pen and paper in hand, and I'm thinking of scripture. I'm thinking of what he's spoken to me, and that's... And so meditation to me, um, I interpreted that as I have to lay there and com- be completely still and not think of anything. It's but for you as a Gemini. <laughs> I am. I cannot sit still. And then it's like another good thing with Gemini's is like you'll like one day just be like, I love this idea. I, I can't put enough energy into it. Mm-hmm. Then it's like midnight. You're like, I got to go to bed. You wake up the next day. It doesn't it, exist anymore. Mm, it's hard. You have to really, I mean, for you me. So uh-huh. And it's like write it down and like have your goals list. Containment. Yeah. And that's yes. where like you say you write a lot. Uh-huh. I read something spiritual that was like a pen and a paper is the like pretty much the script you write in manuscript to create manifestation. Yeah. It's because when you write it down you hold yourself to it more. Mm-hmm. Even if you type it on a computer screen, it gets lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep it in your head, yeah. it's gone tomorrow. It's it just cements it and if I feel like I'm being spoken to by my creator, I want that written down. Because like you said, I'm, I'm super jazzed up about ideas. And then, you know, I go back to everyday life. I'm at work or I got, you know, these You're life things to do. I go back that. and it's inspiring to be like, okay, this is what I was channeling or been spoken to. And um, I think everybody has a different way, though, that, I mean, you traditional meditation you really could receive from greater intelligence or god in that sense um you know what illuminati is tell me one illuminati is the most hated subliminal group in the u.s so it's like the the back of a dollar sign has a triangle with the eye at the top okay that's the illuminati sign which dates all the way back to like wolfgang mozart 
So if you look at Illuminati, it's actually a bunch of intuitive healers. So random people can't just like, I want to be an Illuminati and get in. It's a like apply, Mm -hmm. pay, and you get accepted or denied. But I'm going to guess they do it highly based on numerology. (laughs) If you look at everybody who's been in it and then, you know, being like, like a Pisces numerology 11, it's so cool because it's like, you know, the first president, George Washington was a Pisces. Andrew Jackson was a Pisces. Um, and it's like so many people that were on that path were pretty much numerology 11 Pisces, but they were the ones who could talk to people on the ground. And then it's crazy watching how all that is like these people in society that do stuff, but then you look at their lives, they're not easy. Andrew Jackson won his presidency. Yeah. Because he could relate to people, and it's like, yeah, and then you look at all these 11s. Michael Jordan, for instance, didn't make his high school team, goes on to college. Sam Perkins outshined him, who we didn't even know who Sam Perkins was, and we sit in on this thing, and it's like, oh, he played with Jordan. He outshined Jordan. And then Michael Jordan got outshined, didn't make his team, and then he becomes the greatest player ever around age 29. And it's like, ta-da. Yeah, and then he goes and plays baseball, which, you know, it's crazy. You know, um, past workplace experiences, relationships, those people that, you know, are like, why are they against me? And why am I being, you know, you know, attacked here or falsely mm-hmm. accused? It's for your good. Mm-hmm. And it's to elevate you to a place that you can't even put yourself in right now. Like, I mean, for me, I believe that God did for me what I couldn't do for myself. He got me out of situations, relationships, and has put me in places that I'm like, oh my gosh, I never would have been able to do this. This is, this is where Ginny and I really connected. So it was like, I just got in an intuitive healer school, level one, which is kind of like Reiki. And then magically you came into my life and we started talking and then I I feel like I had recently uncovered um, that there are spiritual gifts of the Bible, and I feel like healing mm-hmm. is um, one of mine. It's, I also have a couple good friends that... You probably had all the yeah. favorite patients who were like, magically you touch them and they'd be like loving you, or especially <laughs> baby, babies love me. Babies yeah. and dogs love so me. So Nick Uners, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, no matter where I go, animals attract me. Mm-hmm. Babies are calm when I hold them. Yeah. And it's like, so I know I'm a purple aura, okay. which makes sense. When I meditate, I see purple. Okay. But when I get clouded or out of alignment, it gets dark shades over it. So I know whenever I'm like, you gotta kind of, gotta recenter a little bit. Gotta hit some dark <laughs> yoga. Spencer, what's your, what do you feel like your, your gift is? I feel like it's. About the other day, the people yeah, I mean, no I'm de- matter what. no matter what, I'm always trying to make sure everybody around me is happy. Anyway, as I'll continue for the podcast, yeah. maybe not the camera, but. My, my whole thing, like, I've struggled with in life, and I think I I get this from definitely both my parents. My mom's a Gemini. My dad's a Pisces. Um, and it's always been about, you know, pleasing other people. And then that's also caused a lot of problems, too. No, no. no. I, I, I get that more from my dad than anything. Okay, so I'm ESTP, you're ENFJ. I am, I'm ENFJ-T. So, so, Hello? This, you know what they, so, you know what yeah. stands for? Empathetic, so. Mm-hmm. Blessing and This is, so this is, which is our. Other people's hurt feelings for. Oh my God, you're saying everything right right now. Like, you are, you're channeling so hard off what I'm thinking and wanting to say, but everybody keeps talking, which I don't hate. No, so get this. So, what were we talking about? I just lost it. Send it back real quick. Yeah. ENFJ, so we're all very empathetic, which means I would say I'm a people pleaser, like, I literally killed myself in nursing, caring too much for others, not enough for myself. Exactly. Same thing with golf. Would you, would you guys all agree? Yeah. yeah I do yeah. that. 
So we both had the E's on our Myers-Briggs, which... I can do that in relationships, and then you, you pour so much in, and then you kind of resent oh, losing definitely. yourself, but oh. it was really your fault. Oh, yeah, no. 100%. Oh, God. It was oh, my fault. God. Okay. Okay. Here, let me, let me tell a quick story. So, <laughs> craziest day of my life, everybody would say, like, that's the worst fucking day I've ever heard, but I'll tell you, it was, like, the worst day of my old life, the best day of my new life. Yes. It was literally that night before all this happened, blood moon. I remember laying in my bed, like, feeling what was I almost feel like I died that night. Like, I really felt different. Like, the old me left me and the new me came in is what it felt like. Like, so weird, the stuff I was seeing, what I did. Like, I felt weird as fuck, but I was like, eh, maybe. Eh, we'll see what's happening. Wake up the next day. So, right before all this, I had flu B. I was working full-time as a nurse, pra- or uh, I was in full-time nurse practitioner school at six hours, which is grad school. Yeah, well, I mean, I was in part-time grad school, full-time on, like, school load. So, and then I was working overtime. I had recently gotten flu B. My grandpa had just passed away, which was, he was a he was big, like, he was, everybody says we're very identical, which I saw. He was, like, my, almost my life guide from, you know, just, like, he was always there, always had a good answer. He's always, yeah, oh, everything, everything, golf, life, like, building stuff. Like, he's definitely heavy influence on my life. So he passed away, and he was living his life. He had bladder cancer that messed his spine, and he was living his life for my grandma and my mom and my uncle because he knew how much they loved him, and he wouldn't stop treatment as much as I knew he wanted to. And ironically, that was our last talk was I went up to the hospital with Nick, and it was – it was so weird. We were talking. It was like the last time I talked to him before he passed, but it was like we were, I told him, whether it was directly or indirectly, stop living for other people. Cut your treatment. I know how much it's killing you, and I know you're doing it for everybody else. Live for yourself, and then, you know, you'll be out of your misery as soon as you do what's best for you. Mom texted me the next day, hey, Grandpa cut treatment. They said they're giving three to six months. I was walking to the bus at Children's Mercy and was like, I gave him two weeks. He passed within seven days because he stopped treatment, went into hospice, pretty much conscious sedation coma or comfort coma, and then passed. And it was right before he passed, he hadn't said a word for, I want to say about 36 hours. And then he said, Pat. And it was so creepy because I'm doing my homework. I remember typing my final. And then he said, it was just like a mumbled like pat. And my grandma like looks at me. I look at my mom and we're all like. So we go to the bedside. He ended up passing within like 10 minutes. But it was like the most powerful, weird, like I felt the shift. And it's like. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, I mean, in nursing, you had, you had a patient pass, I think we've talked about numerous times, and it's like, people are afraid to be near people dying, but it's like the most powerful thing you can, like, it's like you literally feel the energy transfer, and then you see a dead body that once had life, and it looks nothing like it does. And it's, I mean, that's, to me, it's, that's in scripture. The Lord is near the brokenhearted, and the hardest times in my life that's when I felt the closest to God. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it's bittersweet, but mm-hmm. that's that energy, that divinity, yeah. like it's, yeah. it's I present. Would, I kind of have like a little bit of like a different twist or angle on death. 
since you kind of brought yeah, that yeah, up. Yeah. So my dad is a mortician, funeral director. And so, like, I've been surrounded by it my entire life. And it's just, and to me, it's just kind of like the norm. Like, I've always known in life, okay, we're all going to pass at some point. Mm-hmm. We're all going to pass when, you know, we're supposed to. And, you know, I kind of have a little bit of a similar story. I mean, I wasn't present for it because I couldn't go. But when my grandma passed, like, 15, 16 years ago, she was holding, holding, holding on for, like, the last minute. Because one person was missing. The only person who was the furthest away. My mom was the furthest one away who didn't have, like, the accessible means just like that to go. Like, my aunt, she lived in Florida, rich, boom, flew up there right away. My mom was the only one, and at first she wasn't going to go. She was going to just get there when she could. And finally her boss bought her a ticket, all this stuff. The airport thought she was a terrorist because she had a bereavement ticket, paid cash, and she had knitting needles. Yeah, I know. She's gonna go. She's gonna go hardcore on somebody. But it was like, it, and then like literally, yeah. And then once she showed up, yeah. But literally, once she showed up to the hospital, I think it was within within the hour. Like after she had her talk with her, like because uh, she wanted to only talk to my mom for a little bit. And so she just talked to her. They had their own little talk, and then. Next thing you know, my mom left. She, she went down to go get a drink, and then they were all went together, and then they come back, and they're like, yeah, you know, she's gone now. Yeah. And, you know, I was at a young age, and I didn't really understand it, but I've understood a lot more things since then. And, and I mean, it's just normal. Like, I, I don't think much of it, but I can see the impact it has on people because I can see how it affects, you know, different families that I've, multiple families I've been around with. So it's, it's kind of a different, interesting angle. At that time, um, I was, you know, I went to church all the time, so I thought, you know, she went to heaven. But now that I, you know, have kind of just manifested myself and kind of, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of organized religion. Mm-hmm. I grew out of that. I just thought it was weird. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, <laughs> now I just, you know, she's just off maybe as somebody else or, you know, I, I don't I don't know. And that's in the unknown is what's interesting to me. Yeah. And But I always feel like there's a. There's a, I definitely have a part of her that's always been with me ever since that day. No, true. I mean, that's like meta, I mean, that's like uh, quantum physics. Energy's not, you know, ever created or destroyed, it's transferred. So it's like, this touch is great because once my grandpa passed, I became an entrepreneur that, I mean, that was the start of it all. That was the start of Alpha Omega Fitness Network. And it was like, you know, as soon as he passed, I started doing entrepreneurial things. I started building websites. I started building businesses based on my frustrations in healthcare. And it's like, it's absolutely crazy. And then it's like, so then I go shopping for a hoodie. My grandma got me a gift card to Banana Republic. That was her. So that's his widow. And I kid you not, I, I'm like $40 gift card. Can't get too much there. There's this cool pullover, and it's got a little pocket here. So my grandpa always had a pocket in his shirt, no matter what, for his pipe, his tobacco. <laughs> so then it's like my horoscope starts reading, like, your grandfather, past or present, has come up a lot in conversation about you. And as I'm reading that, I'm, like, fiddling with my phone in that pocket, and I'm like, shit. Okay. And then it's like... My grandma was always like, your grandpa could be thrown in a bucket of shit and he'd come out smelling like a rose. Everybody would say this. And I don't know what he was. So I, I really want to look up his birthday so I can figure this out. And it's, I almost get that vibe too because he was 
always just listening, 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 and would say the smartest, sharpest thing in the simplest way possible. And I was like, Mm-hmm. But he never talked. He always sat and listened. Yeah. And he'd always go. That was his thinking noise. And mine's always like. Like, that's my thinking noise. And I'm like, before I say it, it's like the snap. And his is always like. <laughs> it's like so funny. But then it's like, you know, all this is happening. And I'm like, you know, Grandpa was a builder. He created a lot. Oh, now we're creating a lot. And it's like super shifted and then it was like okay so grandpa died all this stuff through school and everything start having difficulties at work like i'm getting my work done early and really fast and efficiently so because i was in grad school i didn't have much time to read study and i really like to learn this stuff in depth and remember it because you're going to use it one day and then i'm getting in trouble at work for not helping other people who are shopping all day and they go tell my boss oh chris wouldn't help me well no i'm not going to help you when i bust my ass because you're shopping all day and you actively say I'm not going to do my work because I'm, I'm procrastinating and shopping. And then it's like 6 o'clock hits and you want help. But my patient's throwing up, has a trach, and is aspirating. But I can't help you. Yeah, and then that, that, that's, and that was kind of like I, I remember going to my boss's office when I got that complaint. And I'm, I'm in there with a big old smile like, what's going on, guys? And they're like, somebody complained about you not helping. And I was like, <laughs> no, really, what's going on? They're like, no, we got a complaint. And I was like. Was it somebody who might have been shopping? And they're like, well, we can't control shopping, but we can control you not doing your homework at work. So, And I'm like, wait, wait, you guys are paying for it, and I have to carry a GPA so that I don't have to repay it. Plus, it's furthering my education to help every patient. And then it's like, then get in trouble later, and I'm telling them all this stuff, and they're like, you're not a nurse practitioner. And I'm like, guys, I know this. I'm in school. The difference between an MP and a nurse is an MP writes orders, and a nurse carries out the orders, yeah. or an MP does both. But I'm not placing orders, so I'm just, I just learned all this in school, and I'm using it, and they're like, and you were advocating for your yeah. with that information. So then, long story short, go to work when I shouldn't have, super dehydrated, super stressed, hadn't been sleeping, life's out of whack, getting hit with depression from grandpa, caring for all my family members, taking Adderall to study for school, forget to take my Lexapro, going to work, get hit with the two hardest patients in the pod, one of the little guys I'm like forever loving, I'll get him a kidney if I can one day with all my money. And then the other kid was getting, like, really bad secondary issues to flu. And nobody was listening endlessly, endlessly, all these problems. I had the two busiest patients. My boss, I'm trying to get help from her, resource nurse. They're like, no, we're rounding. We can't help. Endlessly cried for help that day. Nobody would help. Six hours later, didn't eat or drink, starting to feel lightheaded, starting to think I forgot my Lexapro. I was on day shift. And then Joint Commission was in the house, and they're like, cleaning up all this stuff that should have already been cleaned up. And then I even remember sitting in my boss's office and stating like, guys, why are we last minute trying to fix this stuff for joint commission? Show them that we can't handle their standards so we can create a new standard or we'll get the resources with the money that we're not spending in the right area. Yeah, and then they're like, yeah, exactly. Then they're like, you're acting different. And I got emotional that day, but it's like, shit was hitting me hard. And it was like, I hadn't eaten or drinking, so my blood sugar was obviously low. My electrolytes were off balance. And then get called into my boss's office. You're aggressive. And I was like, well, you know, I think I forgot my Lexapro today. I haven't eaten or drinking. I think my blood sugar is low. My hands are sweating. My thoughts are all over the place. Like, nobody's listening to me. I'm, I just need to eat, drink, and, like, step away. No, those are excuses. And I was like, come again? And then it was, like, endlessly, like, 
no, no. And I was like, I already knew where it was going. They're like, all right, we're going to drug test you. And I'm like, no, that's great. I have no issues with this, but please let me eat or drink something. They're like, you can't eat or drink anything because it'll throw off your labs. And this is after we covered labs and MP school. And I'm like, guys, I'm so dehydrated. My creat is going to be nowhere near diluted. Like, it's going to be so concentrated, I'm probably peeing crystals right now, <laughs> which is an inside joke of itself. But, <laughs> but I was like, endlessly. And then, you know, I had to have a babysitter in the room. Like, they treated me like a child. And it was endless, and all I eat, drink, like, please. Finally, two hours later, go down, or a minute, or an hour and 45 minutes later, go down to Oak Hill. They're like, here, you can have this much water. And I'm like, I had a weight gainer shake, and I was feeling so shitty, I slammed it, because they're like, you can drink something. So I slammed a protein, weight gainer, maltodextrin shake, because it bumps your blood sugar. Well, you also get a really bad rebound from it. <laughs> so, and then protein dehydrates you as well. So I drank half of that just to get my blood sugar up because it wouldn't let me eat. Then they're like, you have 20 ounces of water left. And I'm like, guys, my gums are stuck to my lip. Like, I, I'm not, like, please just let me drink. Like, I'll pee as soon as I can. But I'm like, 20 ounces in three hours is not happening. Like, I, I have no urge to go. And it's like, it looks like a grape down there. <laughs> but, so then they hit me with, and then I'm like, my hands are cold, sweaty, turning purple. My heart's beating funny. And they're like, that's what happens when you get nervous. Lo and behold, I finally was like, screw it. I'll pay your $1,000. Take me to the ER because they couldn't check my blood sugar on the floor in the hospital. Really weird policy. Yeah, so get wheeled down to the ER very slowly, bump into two things on the way down. I'm very photographic and remember stuff very well. <laughs> Then get hooked up to the heart monitors, and everybody's faces went from, like, he's full of shit to, like, oh, fucking shit. I was in bi or bi ventricular by Gemini, one atrial, two ventricular pops. We're supposed to go one, two, one, two. VTAC is nothing but bottoms pounding. Yeah, so, and by Gemini is actually a stress-related, you know, what do you call that, arrhythmia? That actually is, like, right before VTAC. Mm -hmm. And then it's, like... Oh, my God, then they started running EKGs on me, giving me fluids, running my blood, and I'm like, oh, finally. And then I had cuffing marks on me, and they're like, what did you do? You have all these circles. And I was like, I do cupping. It feels great on my – I work out every day. Like, it recovers your muscles quicker. Oh, my God. And then I'm, like, thinking in my head, like, where's your cultural competence at? <laughs> but then I'm like, needless to say – Ended up testing positive for marijuana, which I knew I had in me, and I was cooperating the whole way. I even self-reported my results. Um, the night before. But, yeah, so then um, it only has a half-life of an hour and a half. And then I was at work for six hours. So then they turned it around to saying I was under the influence at work, which is absolute lie in, like, six hours. Like, I'm not in the break room eating food and drinking snacks. I didn't eat or drink for six hours at work. The symptoms that they were um, saying that you were presenting with, are those side effects of marijuana or another drug? No. So what they were, they were saying I had glassy eyes, I was emotional, I was aggressive, I was kind of belligerent, flat of ideas, which you look at everything with anybody who's had hypoglycemia, like your brain just doesn't work the same. Like, you can, you're literally, like, a buddy of mine had it and was like, yeah, I pulled over on the side of the road and I'm just walking around my car and I don't know what I'm doing. And I was like, that's how I felt at work that day, halfway through the shift, when I was like, you know, I need to eat something, but I didn't have time. I was endlessly working. And then it's like, oh, there's an excuse. And I'm like, oh, you're right, you're right. But, and then it's, you know, it's, then it's crazy. And then it's like, 
um, you know, aggressiveness, hypoglycemia. Have you seen the Snickers commercial <laughs> with Martha? Yeah, get a Snickers bar, you'll feel better. Like, that's how I felt. And I was like, yo, I need a Snickers bar. And needless to say, went through all the stuff to prove myself, my innocence. And then, you know, it, I started seeing redundant negative patterns that they were, like, projecting on me. And it's like we're sitting in a room with HR, and it's like everybody's on this side and me. It was like an intervention. And I'm like, and they're telling me, we're here to help you. You know, we're working with you. It's like, and then, you know, at the start of the conversation, I said, can I record on my phone just so we have, and HR's like, no, that's why we're here. And I'm like, but don't you work for the company I'm kind of feuding with? And it was, it was very lopsided. And then tried to make me sign an affidavit saying I was under the influence of marijuana at work. And I was like, no, I wasn't under the influence. You test for a metabolite that stays in you for 30 days. And it was like, you did take my blood, though, which will have a level in it. And you can definitely test that. But nobody wanted to test that. And it was like, we, we just covered this in school and everything. And I'm like, I have all the up-to-date articles printed off and read them and knew, like, all the logistics of it. But nobody, it's like, statutes of limitation limits you. Insurance, all that limits you. And it's so crazy. Needless to say, was working on my business at the time. And then it was just like, all my free time, we were working on this. And it just magically was like, all my hatred went away. And I was just like, this is one hell of a time to start my business. This is what I needed to get out of nursing. This is how I, like, I would have stayed in nursing forever, but without that push, I would have never left. And then it's like, I still be, I love nursing, but it wasn't my true passion. I like to help people, but I like to help people that want to help themselves. And none of your experiences were wasted in that. Yeah. I mean, the quote, like, God did for you what you couldn't do yeah. for yourself. Like, no, exactly. It, your crushing was really your rebirth and your remaking. Yeah, and yeah. it was so weird with all the stuff that happened, but how it all happens, and then it's like, as soon as I was like, wait a second, and then entrepreneurs just domino effect like we got into it i got into we work we met a ton of people it's been a head down process the whole way but then it's like everything's breaking free now and it's like now i look back on that greatest day of my life changed my life and that is like my spiritual path started then and it's like now this, you're, in your, you're in your alignment now yeah no exactly and it's like my path is like i read you know that's when i started looking at my astrology my numerology i did a natal chart and it's like all this stuff had common. I got my Myers-Briggs, my numerology. So my, my astrology, my numerology, and my Myers-Briggs all say I'm an entrepreneur mm -hmm. because I'm a jumper. I'm just like dive in, fix it on the way. I don't know what I'm doing. I just go off intuition and make it work. Mm -hmm. And that's like 100% me across the board. Yeah. But then it's like now all this stuff points at entrepreneurship. I was three months in it, didn't know what the hell it was. <laughs> and then I Google like, what's an entrepreneur? It's an elusive term. Yeah, and then it's like, no, that is me. I was trying to make a buck off of whatever. Like Dove's Red, I would clean clubs when I wasn't working because I would make $200 cash over like five hours on a weekend day plus my paycheck in the mail. Your business mind is great. Like, yeah. I, definitely, I definitely use it sometimes. But then it's like, so then I started like, wait a second. I've done this forever. No wonder. It's, and it felt so natural. It was like I didn't have to fight it. I was endlessly indulged right. in it, like endlessly searching for stuff. When you say that, so that was, like, the day of, like, your rebirth or that. Yeah, sorry. Um, but you probably, I mean, how I feel, I wouldn't change anything. Mm -hmm. And every single thing, like, you're not in nursing now, but that 
No. Those experiences and education have, are really serving you today. So it's just you, like with golf. Yeah. yeah. So fun fact, I turned in my nursing license because they wanted to charge me five thousand dollars to prove myself again. And I told the lady with a hysterical laugh, kind of smart ass, I was like, I could put five grand in my business and profit way more than nursing will ever do for me. And I was almost like, you know what, my story I, I like it. It'll probably actually help fuel what we do because even though I don't have my license, you can't take my degree away. Mm-hmm. And you can't take my experiences away. So now I know everything I hate about healthcare, and instead of helping two to three patients a day, I can help two to three million a day, two to three billion. Like the amount of people we can help from what we're building is just exponential. And it's like we aren't picking one market. We're in Western. We're in Eastern. We're in like spirituality. We're all across the board. Yeah, you had to be in the system and working for the system and to be able to understand how to help it. And for me, I still, you know, have a job that I go to. And I mean, that's one stream of income that I'm, I'll am i be keeping for a while, but hopefully, you know, I'm, but I just take it as, um, look at it with gratitude. Like I'm learning what I can do better and yeah. how to solve problems, why I have this job. And it's, it only really serves you if you allow it. Yeah. Yeah. But if I were to be negative and bitter and even my past experiences where I felt like jobs haven't worked out and I was, I knew it was my time to go, but it really wasn't my choice. Um, I felt like I was being pushed out the door, and yeah. but they've all served me, and I wouldn't have mm-hmm. changed anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, like in the golf business, mo- you know, I at first was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad I'm getting out. I'm getting away from this negative environment because that's what I was in. I was in what I thought was going to be an incredible position for me and like a big life changer for me to really move up and make somebody of myself. And what I ended up realizing was, you know, the more I did, I kind of touched on this earlier, the more I did, the more I proved to people I could do this job and I was very good at it, the more I got stuck. I was getting stuck, but I was also learning, like everything I learned from the golf business, I wouldn't trade. I mean, you know, I know how to handle operations now, how to handle a staff of all different kinds of ages, whether they're 60 years old all the way down to, oh, you know, definitely. 16 years old. Like, I know how to handle, like, different personalities and how to relate to people and how to get them encouraged to do something outside of their comfort zone. So, and then along with, you know, other parts of running the business side of things. Uh, but, I mean, it was, it was an incredibly bad experience is what I want to say. That's how I'm going to label it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah training now you have yeah. a thousand things you hate, and it's like, but I did it, I hated it, and I also had a solution, and nobody listened to me, and that's like the endless like entrepreneur path, I feel like, is like, people endlessly don't listen to you, then you start proving people wrong, and it's like, how many times have we proved people? It's like, start counting your toes, yeah, you're probably going to have to like switch to somebody else's hands, yeah. and it's like, but now people listen to us once we found those people. And once we found them, it feels so good because we are like, no, you should do this, 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 and this because this is how they did it. It didn't work. This is the common reaction from all those actions. And now they're like, yes, that's awesome. No, definitely. Sit down talk to us some more. And it's like, whoa. Back to like experiences because I know there's a lot of times when I know I'm like, man, I'm trying to really understand like what this person's talking about like when we meet with them. And then all of a sudden, boom, something will click in, a head, in my head from the experience. I'm like, oh, okay, so this is just like what I would do this in the golf business, X, Y, Z, and then I'm able to relate it. And in those moments, I'm like, man, I'm tired of thinking about the golf business and thinking about that past life, yeah. but it's also benefiting me to understand 
a different industry or somebody else's industry. So if there's someone listening who's really relating with what we're saying and is like, okay, I kind of feel that way about my job. I maybe have a vision or maybe you just know you have an interest, whatever you're channeling with us, what we're saying is getting to you. Okay. So what's your tangible advice? Like, oh how do you gosh. abstract, <laughs> abstract for the book? You got to keep it yeah, concise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Number one is make sure you follow my Instagram handle. It is so, it is so fucking spiritual. And no, 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 this, this is so, so I actually had two really, so Easter is like the death, the resurrection. I had two people, and I got this amethyst bracelet with black onyx, which pushes off negative ideas or people really well. And I text somebody, happy Easter today. Got this monster story. And it was relating, I mean, there's so much. I don't even want to talk about the details or anything because it's like, there's so much. But it's like, and then another conversation, and it was both like, both of them, I almost was like, eh, this kind of died today. And it was like, that's what I'd been feeling. But then it was also like, oh, there's new light. And then it's also like, opportunities cost something that's been like hitting so hard. But it's like, those two people, both of their common response was like, you're taking stabs or you're subliminally tweeting me on your Instagram story. And so here's the irony of this. Nothing is ever put out towards somebody it's more of what I'm working on at this moment which is funny that I'm working so hard on it I instantly remind myself so I can see it over and over like stop talking keep doing but it resonates with somebody else because it's like I hated so much what they did with that but I also saw myself doing it times too so then I'm like I need to remind myself I need to remind myself but then they channeled that as me being negative towards them and it's, you know, never my intention. Like, I am 100% vibrations. And when I put out, when I feel negativities, it comes out at the gym. It comes out at hot yoga. It comes out at something that's really fucking hard. Then I'm, like, literally, like, biting my teeth, clenching, like, putting all my frustrations into it. Kind of like rappers do with, like, the most hateful rap music is actually from some of the most positive people because they, they create the art through putting their negative emotions out there. But people perceive it as, like, yeah, I want to be bad just like that. But it's like, no, I wasn't being, you know, channeling somebody or putting it towards somebody. I was like, this is something I'm working on. It's something I'm, like, truly believing towards right now. And it's like, you, my, my story is endlessly, like, right now is a ton of synchronology. I've been so synchronized lately, which is where you see, like, 111, 222, 333, all the way through. And it's like, I start posting that and then, you know, everything else I'm working on. But then it's like, people are taking stabs and are taking them at stabs and I'm like, it's never the intention, but that tells me exactly where your mindset is. Yeah. And that's what I fully pulled from it was like, eh, it's something, you know, positive, but can be viewed so negative. And it's like, you know, knowing that, that creates that healing path of like, we aren't on the same brainwave. Everybody's told me lately I've been very vibrant and happy and they can feel the energy. So I'm like, obviously, I think my mind's in the right place. Yeah. Are you still with the same people or connecting? And it's always a no. And it's like, Maybe you're finding your positive energy or it's like you felt too positive that you kind of felt jealous of how positive that person is, which relates back to kind of with us and work that we talked about is like, I'm an overachiever. I love helping people. And before I did my homework, I would get my work done fast so I could help others. Mm -hmm. But then I started neglecting others because I was helping myself. And then they're like, wait, he's not helping. But then 
you know, bosses would always bring new topics and I would ask questions all around it because I didn't want to know the one slice. I wanted to know the whole pie. But they took it as condescending or threatening or, you know, he's outperforming everybody. Maybe we got to watch him. So it's like intimidating, but it's like that's never the intention. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why people perceive it that way, but it's like, you know, whatever I do is for the best of like everybody, whether it might hurt somebody a little bit, sometimes you have to compromise and do that. But it's like, you know, it's for the greater good and so forth. I'm well, sorry I couldn't help you. You've never had to unscrew somebody else's light bulb to make your shine brighter. No, exactly. Like you're doing your thing and um, you saw something for yourself and yeah. you're using these experiences for good. And, and bitterness and hurt and unforgiveness, I mean, I'm learning in my personal life, does not serve any of us. Yeah, it's I, really heavy. And for me, like you're talking about different ways that you guys release it. I just have to pray it out mm-hmm. and, and let God speak into my heart about how I can forgive that person because we all... Hurt people hurt people, and we all... Um, Misery loves company. Yeah, and yeah. we've all hurt someone else, so we yeah. we can't compare the, oh, they hurt me. I hurt them in a millimeter way, but they hurt me in a mile way. Yeah, and it's all perception of it's like all how the it same. happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. And it's like you can, my hospital experience or my nursing, as you can view that as like the most negative thing in the world, mm-hmm. then you flip it and you're like, look it's what it created. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's like, that's how something I think that I put out positive can get viewed yeah. so negative because it's like, your vibration's so low. Right. Somebody, like you said, you could compliment somebody. You're like, I, I just sent, like, happy Easter. Yeah. And it's, like, something you could say that's so positive and try to build is, like, mm-hmm. just being turned as, like, the most dark thing ever. Well, darkness can't stand the light. And when you're light in someone's life, um, they don't like it. And you just, you have to give them grace. Yeah. And they're just not in the place that you're at. And that's okay. And yeah. it's, it's hard to accept because you're just like, but, like but the, I'm at this awesome place and I want to share it with you. And, that's like and a good, they don't I think want that's to. a good wrap and closure. Closure for this, closure for that. Because yeah, so what like, did you do? What were your tangible? So my, my tangible, steps. I mean, steps were realistically just like, stop. And people really hate it when I do this. Um, I don't talk to them. I just, sorry, I'll talk to you tomorrow. And they, absolutely hate it but it's like you're pissed you're not going to say anything that's helpful yeah. i'm pissed i'm not going to say anything that's helpful i'm going to a go meditate b go take a shower c go to the gym or d all the above it matters if the first one doesn't work the second one helps if the second one doesn't help much the third one really helps you put them all together now you're back in alignment with yourself and then it's like then you can get that clear message across. But then it's amazing how somebody else's emotions will change from one day to the next. Well, you, I mean, in the, if you want to get into, like, the quantum realm of things, it's been super interesting because I think that is – I'm learning that um, side of sciences can be really biblical. But the energy that you're putting out, like, purpose attracts purpose. Mm-hmm. And if you're putting out positive, you're either going to encounter some really negative people and rub them the wrong way or you're going to attract the people in your life that you need. Like, I mean, look at you guys. Yeah. Like, it's like yeah. we've, so we've endlessly and lately been attracting businesses like crazy, clients like crazy, because everybody's like, you guys are really fun, you guys are really happy, you guys are really vibrant, you guys are mag- like we're yeah, and we're different, but we're like our main goal with clients to have fun. Like your business is about purpose, not money. That's yes. one thing that I'm like, we may all have a different end vision, end goal, but we have the same purpose. Yeah. Like, yes. We have yeah, yeah it's and not I would, and I mean, you know. There was one person who kind of put it the best way as far as, like, our businesses and, like, our all the relationships that we have with those people. You get paid to be friends with these people. And it's yeah. like, it's not, yeah, pretty much. Business is a relationship. Like, business it's not like a childhood. No. It's not like a friend as in, like, a childhood friend because that's totally different. It's as in a friend as, like, 
hey, you know, yeah, let's go get coffee, let's go have a beer, let's, you know, go do something like that, but, you know, we can also be serious and straight up to one another, and we can talk business like grown adults. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like, like, business and relationships overlap 100%. Mm-hmm. You don't want it on the first date, you don't want a contract on the first date, you want to fill them out, you want to see if it's, like, fourth date, it's like, all right, I'm moving on, or I'm moving with you, and it's, like, same thing with relationships, I feel like the one-night stands, they drop off quick. But if you get in too deep, then it's like, oh, nothing happens. So it's like the fourth date is like a really good like, all right, this is either meant to be or not. And it's like I read people so quick, I get a good feel for them. But then I also dive in with my heart, analyze with my brain, follow with my brain. So then it's like by the time that fourth date comes around, I'm like, mm. or like, eh. <laughs> and if it's ever like, That's and if it's ever like, ah, then it eh, means no. If it's not like. And I'm a Pisces. I got to be 100% in or 100% out. And that's like, if I'm not 100% in or if I, you know, third date, go 100% in and they push back, I'm like, mm, we got some blocks or stuff to deal with. And it's like, and that's where I also know I'm a healer and people who come into my life mm-hmm. magically leave my life as soon as they get through all their, yeah. And it's, I've caught that. So I'm like, maybe I'm not supposed to be with anyone. Maybe I'm supposed to shed my light through my charisma and my magnetism, which is tough on me as a Pisces who's a deep, you know, hopeless romantic, so it, it's hard, but it's, it's fun, yeah. and that's where it's, like, my whole mentality this week is, like, where does that happen, does it happen, because if it doesn't, it's, like, that's a part I could shut down, stop wasting energy on to grow something, you know, better in my direction, but it's, like, that's... it's hard, it's really hard, but it's, like, I don't know the answer to it, but it will appear slowly, and it'll be, like, uh-huh. Yeah, that's, I mean, I feel like it's go time for the vision that I have on my heart, and, God disrupted my personal life and took a dream away from me that I really wanted. But now I'm like, oh, my gosh, I couldn't be doing this. I wouldn't have this vision had I never left that place or had he never taken me out of that place. So it's been, I mean, a huge blessing as far as relationships. I don't know. I've got a one-track gold mine right now, but hopefully that will change. Yeah. Like we, you know, I feel like people are brought into our lives for a reason. And and our story is not done being written I mean look at how many times yeah. our paths have intertwined and and you know from your life like it's this is just the beginning oh yeah I mean there's been multiple things there's been multiple roadblocks but guess what the great thing about a roadblock is you can go left of it right of it above it under it through it yeah. you can go oh, through yeah. any way of it it just yeah. it just depends on it, it, all that matters is your mindset on it sign. exactly it's like, and we say this all the time we're like okay just because there's a stop sign doesn't mean you actually have to stop you can you know keep find your own way around stop. it 1% yeah. go through the 1% keep going and, and so like that's that's one big takeaway like we get the high V arena contracted out keep going what's next I don't know but I'm not stopping here I never get stuck I hate getting stuck mm-hmm. I get bored and it's like the thing that, you know, I grew up listening to all my life. If you have a problem, there's always a solution to it. There's always a way. I have been taught that since day one. There was a couple sayings I won't say on here with it too long. But, I mean, I grew up listening to that because that was my entire life. There was a problem. I mean, every day it ended in why it seemed like. But with my upbringing, my family and everything like that, and the people around me, it was like, always find a solution. And if you can't find the solution, then maybe you're not supposed to find the solution at that moment, mm-hmm. but yeah. that doesn't mean you quit looking for it or you no, quit exactly. trying to search for it. Yeah, so, it yeah, later. you'll find it when you're supposed to. And, you know, that, like, one of, like, the other, no, I guess, you know, things I kind of think about with all this is, you know, if you're listening to this 
and you're resonating with any of this at all, Mm -hmm. the biggest thing I've learned from is don't be afraid to jump. Whether it's a cliff, whether it's from a job, whether it's from, you know, a relationship that you think you're supposed to be a part of, but really in life you're not supposed to be a part of it for the Mm -hmm. rest of your life. Like, no matter what it is, don't be afraid to jump. And don't be afraid to jump without a foolproof plan. I'm a Virgo. I'm very analytical, (laughs) detail-oriented. But I can also see the big picture at times. But that was a tough thing for me. And so just don't be afraid. Like, there's nothing to be afraid of. I mean, except for, like, spiders and snakes and stuff like that. You know, spiders and snakes, screw that. I'm afraid of those. But anything else, I'm not afraid of. Yeah. Takes faith, you gotta jump. You just gotta go. It's like if there's resistance, you're going in the right direction. Right. The road less traveled has greater rewards. Greatest takeaway message. We gotta wrap this up. I just gave away my takeaway message. My my takeaway. So I actually asked a medium last week this question. She actually didn't answer me. Said she would, but I ended up finding out the answer before we even talked, and that was part of the process. I I was like attuned her and was like, "You wanted me to solve it myself." But it was like, in order to heal, you have to look at any, you know, anything good or bad that happens to you. A, what were the positives? Yeah. What were the negatives? Mm-hmm. What did you learn? And how did you grow? Mm-hmm. When you can look at all four of those elements in one prism, mm-hmm. then you're allowing yourself to heal because now it's not like, that's the most negative thing ever. Here's what happened negatively, but here's how it grew me positively. Yeah. Here's where I took it. And here's where I'm at now looking back at it. And when you can look back at it, you can fully heal. And it's, yeah. it's awesome. And it's like two months, two weeks from now, I'm going to look at both of these things that happened today and be like, huh, look where I'm at now. Yeah. And it's like, I know that. I still mm-hmm. care and I'm so empathetic. It's hard to, right. like, disconnect it kills, completely. disconnect completely, but really, like, kills me to see people make bad choices. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, then the healer comes in me and says, people have to make good choices because they don't listen. They have to fall. You know, you learn more from falling than watching your step. Mm-hmm. When people tell you to watch your step, you fall, and then you eat shit once, and you're like, oh, whoops, yeah. and you never do it again. Yeah. And it's, that's my takeaway is, like, look at it as, like, positive, negative, where you grew to, and then what happened from it. I mean, yeah. you know. Uh, my takeaway, I could look at the things that have happened really recently in my life and over the last couple of years and, and dwell in them. I think, I don't know, I like to really reflect, so I have that tendency to really – get stuck in that place and dwell and, and just wonder what could, you know, what did I do wrong or what could have been different or just play with these outcomes that are never going to happen. But once, yeah, yeah. But when you say why, and you have gratitude for where you're at, then you just like, you take off, like you get your alignment, you jump. As soon as you're thankful for everything, you grow. As soon as Mm -hmm. you have hate towards it, you regress. Yeah, it's true. Positive growth. As soon as you hit that gratitude Mm -hmm. of like, uh-huh. Yeah, I was miserable in many circumstances when I was fighting the change and just asking God why and really playing the victim. Yeah. But then I was like, okay, what are you trying to do? Um, what are you trying to show me? Where are you leading me? And that's when everything is taken off. And I believe that this episode is just kind oh, of the yeah, yeah, yeah. beginning of all three of us as individuals and a collective journey. It's it's oh, pretty awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, this has been fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you did your takeaway, right? Yeah, yeah, I already did my takeaway. Give us the, uh, give give us the, the channels to follow on. Give us the... Uh, <clears throat> Be sure to follow. This podcast was brought to you by Alpha Omega Fitness Network, Akati Production, and KC Fit Pass. Be sure to follow at KC Fit Pass.
at Akati Production and at AOFN124. Thank you. Sounds good. <laughs> and we're going to name this podcast. I don't know if we said it at the beginning. This is the, we got a, I got 1111 in my head because I'm an 11, you're an 11. We got to put in the six. I would almost say the Catholics. empathetic healers. 1111, yeah. the empathetic healers. We're intuitive and empathetic. Mind but we also, pass. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I like, oh, I don't, I, I life pass. Life pass? I like life pass. All right, life pass. This is the life pass pot, yeah. We're all, we have different spiritual beliefs, different paths, but we're all talking about the same thing. And I see us like growing on different topics, like general, kind of like we did today. And then it'll be like, all right, here's where the universe is at. What happened to you this week? How did you grow from it? How did it kill you? How are you healing from it? And then we all like create a group hill. Lure process. I love it. Cool. I'm down. Deuces. Catch you on the flip. Thank you for listening. And subscribe, please, and like it if you resonate with it. Have a good day. (laughs) If you don't, we don't.